tweet political anymore. That's my policy. Good. No more. I want to. I have political thoughts. Mm-hmm. I want to be on record as being on the you know right side of history. On the uh, right? No. <laughs> Are you on record to say that? No. On the correct is what I mean. <laughs> Uh, but I also think that that's a bad place to do it. I think that it's uh, a place to fight. I don't tweet my politics for the same reason that I don't put online where the best public bathroom in town is because I don't want to get a bunch of shit. But where is it? Let me know. I'll tell you, and I'll tell anyone who asks me in person. One time I was at the lake, and this truck was driving by me, and it was like, Who's up? It's from the zone. Where's the best bathroom, dude? Yeah. Did and I had tell? to go up and tell them where it was. That's my policy. I'll tell you in real life. Okay, where is it? I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Ah. Uh, I'm nervous to even say my political stuff on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, true. I'm glad you're not doing anything political on the internet. Um, I think that because you're in radio, a lot of people are like, it's your responsibility Ugh. to d- tell people what to vote for and what's right. But no. No, I don't I don't think it necessarily is. People yeah. can make up their minds on their own without you telling them what to do. And also if you make a political joke, like something meme related, mm. I hate when people take it and just ruin the joke by taking it and then fighting in the comments. Yeah, I mean You too. know, yeah, it's just not yeah. worth it. And also like I've just made it my policy where I don't like post really anything on my Facebook unless it's just sharing something. That has to do with like work or mm. whatever, a fundraiser or whatever it is. Super, super, super Maybe innocuous. Maybe a picture once in a while, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because I don't want my platform to be a place where people just argue. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have control over that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be involved with that, then you don't have to be. So this great. social media is a tool. It's kind of gotten out of hand and way too many people are using it like a hammer to bludgeon people to death. I'm mm. going to choose to continue to build birdhouses. Nice. Okay, it's small. Yeah. Who cares? It gives me a little bit of joy. Have you ever had a birdhouse in your yard? Um, yeah, actually. Did yeah, you love it? Really fun. I mean, I didn't like keep it up. It was just there. Was there birds in it? Yeah, sometimes. That's cool. Didn't it bring you tons of joy? No, not like a ton of joy, but oh, like okay. I saw a bird there and I'd be like, cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I could see how it could bring people joy. We had a birdhouse in my backyard when I was growing up, and the bird families would go every year, and then they would have babies. Oh, that's cute. And then the stupid babies would stick their dumb faces out the ridiculous hole, and they'd be like, beep, 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 and the mom would have to come back and barf worms into it. What? What's wrong? I have a controversial opinion. I hate baby birds. No, I hate them. They're so disgusting. They're disgusting. Gross. That's fine. The way the feathers come out of the skin and like secrete... What do they secrete? I don't know. I'm I'm just expecting their secretions. But like the the feathers <laughs> itself, like the sticks coming out of their freaking skin that doesn't have fur. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't have fur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I think it's like the trypophobia thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Okay. Well, I'm sorry so, I brought up baby birds. Oh. <laughs> you can't talk about anything these days, I tell you. Yeah, no, you yeah, can. That's fine, but I'm just cringing hard. That's okay. Okay, I'm going to steer it back towards okay. politics to chill okay. things out, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's very true. And it's you know it's a sad thing that you can't have those discussion on this platform, which is made for discussion mm-hmm. because it's so volatile and crummy. But also I'm cool with it because, as you know, like I'm very interested in the world, 
history, world politics, U.S. politics, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's all fascinating and wild to watch, and we're living through incredibly interesting times, but mm-hmm. also incredibly divisive. And I don't want to risk my livelihood because, you know, someone who hates me or something that I say then goes back and finds something to use against me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. Taking it out of context yeah, and, like, twisting it in a way or, like, you know, taking their intent, like their own intent from whatever you're saying mm-hmm. when that was not the intent when you posted it. And I'm really not good at writing. Mm. So, and I'm not good at talking, honestly. <laughs> like, I have a really hard time just, like, processing things yeah. and communicating. So it's like, yeah, I get, I get really scared about it. So I just decide not to really engage in it too much and, like, post stories about sure. all this political stuff that's happening just because I'm like... I don't know this topic too much and me just sharing something can really like fuck me up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right? I know. But here's something good that I saw this week that I think is very valuable was uh, if you don't – if you or if you look back at something that you've said in the past and you cringe, that's okay because it mm. means that you've grown as a person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's right? on you. But then other people don't understand that. Right. And That's why I have gone back and deleted tweets. Yeah, right? Yeah, I've like gone back and deleted photos and yeah, all sorts uh-huh. of things from my past because I've grown from that. But if someone were to pull that up, they'd be seeing it right now. And yeah. in this climate, it would not make sense. I'm not saying that I've done a bunch of bad stuff. I'm no, me neither. That, but like, yeah. yeah, you can't give the public that much credit. <laughs> okay, so here's some things we can do without getting political. Here's some stuff that I will say I'm for and against. That shouldn't be political, mm-hmm. but that shows you where I do land, knowing that we are both plugged in people who have opinions and strong feelings about the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. For or against the truth? For. Well, I know, Wait, but that's, well, that's up for debate these days. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, for. I feel I like everyone would say that, but they all have different ideas of what the truth is. Yeah. And is there an objective truth? I think there is. Yeah. Yeah. I think now, yeah. Yeah. Opinions are, thank you, I'm done with that. I'm over opinions. I'm more into fact. But. Yes. So are the people who are on the opposite side of you. They're into fact and quote. Yeah. And but so they're that's. they're not getting that fact from the same sources. I kn- and that's what's so difficult is like there is objective reality. Yeah. Or there must be as close a thing as exists possible and we ought to be striving for that, mm-hmm. trying to find a sh- serious and shared reality rather than living in our own yeah. facts, which are what? Where do we get that from? <sighs> Let's not get too far into this because like, I like to escape from this because I feel like every day that's like what I'm, we're tapped into. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so there you go. Truth and compassion. Those are my things. Oh, beautiful. Okay? Th- those compassion, are my politics. Compassion, I think, is number one. Yeah, yeah. Let that be your number one guiding yeah. principle, and I think you'll be a lot happier. Uh, okay, well, let's get into this pod then. Yes. Is this an escape pod? E- yeah, yeah. We don't really talk too much about the election in general. We Great. talk about some feelings around it, but not in too much. But this is recorded before everything is wrapped up. Right now, as we're recording it, mm-hmm. Biden's at 264. Okay. Trump is at 214. So we don't know. We don't know. And let no maybe by the time you're hearing this, even though this is the last thing we record to go into this pod, we still don't know. We still don't know. So <laughs> good luck, everybody. 
I like Escape Pod. Was that name already taken? Escape I bet. Pod. This is an Escape Pod. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Here's your skate pod, dude. Cool. I'll send you a bunch of pictures of like Star Trek things cool. and the skate pods in Star Wars. Okay, sweet. Enjoy. <laughs> so now we are dealing with the aftermath of Halloween. We have all these candy slides and nothing to do with them. Here are some ideas. You got a little basement rec room situation. Rig it straight to the kitchen for an easy beer shoot. Okay, here. <laughs> You're going to have one lucky hamster when you build its extreme habit trail. And nothing makes you more authoritative around the house than words spoken through a six-foot piece of PVC piping. Today is Chores Day. The Christmas tree shall be going up next week. Welcome back, Jenny West. Hey, thank you. Oh, oh man. The <laughs> amount of sleep I got, especially with that extra hour just thrown in there mm-hmm. instead of doing mornings like last weekend or last week. Oh, it was worth it. That's so so nice to wake up at nine in the morning. I don't want to say for all zoners, it's really nice to have you back in the afternoon zone for sure. Nice to be back. Um, okay, so how was Halloween, everyone? Yeah, what was your Halloween like? Um, I just kind of stayed inside with a couple people and had a steak dinner. <laughs> Very traditional. Didn't dress up. Just kind of hung out. Wow. And that was it. How about you? Um, I barely dressed up. I like just was like, oh, I got a cape lying around here somewhere. I'll just be a vampire, I guess. I don't know. But um, no, it was. I, and I've heard this from a few people. No matter what their level of like costumery was, mm-hmm. that it was actually a really, really nice Halloween with all the, you know, safe six restrictions rather than all the pressure. I think a lot of times that people feel around Halloween to. Mm-hmm go all out or go to some party or, you know, see a bunch of people they don't really care about. Mm-hmm. You just got to hang out with the people you actually want to see and have a fun time. And it was wonderful. And I heard also for, you know, the families that were trick-or-treating that it was just nice to get outside and maybe not go to malls or anything like that and see people's creativity in order to make it as safe as possible. I think yeah. it was nice to see. So, um, One fun thing that happened to me, because I had the candy tube all set up, Yeah. Um, but then we were all hanging out on our front porch you know, yeah, we were having a couple of drinks and, and uh, waiting for the trick-or-treaters. But I think people just saw us and were like, oh, those are just rowdy adults drinking on their front porch. Aww. And we had to keep, like, so the trick-or-treaters would, like, go away from us. Aww. So I had to actively stand at the end of my driveway being like, we have candy! Come and trick-or-treat here, please. <laughs> a little bit more fear in this Halloween, I think, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Bookseller.com has come out with their short list for the Diagram Prize. What do you think the Diagram Prize is, Jenny? Like well, most interesting books? Yeah, like a, a most well-written. Most, literary award. Uh, yeah, yes, it's the uh, thickest book, maybe. <laughs> like the beefiest novel of the year. No, the Diagram Prize is for oddest title of the year. Yeah, and that's... That's it. In its purest purest form, it does not matter what is inside of the book, what the contents entail. Nope. Nope, It's just about having the strangest title, the most wild title. Um, And, I mean, some of these winners uh, in previous years. Oh, they're great. Oh, there is The Dirt Hole and its variations. What do you think that one's about? The Dirt Hole (laughs) and its variations. Yeah, that could be... That's like a... 
like a manual or is like because you you got to know about dirt holes or, or and how they could be different from from dirt to dirt is it from you know width of the dirt hole to uh-huh. to the depth of it oh do you think it's all just the same type of dirt or oh i see or is it an erotic novel <laughs> oh jenny now, there was also... I didn't miss you anymore. <laughs> I know. There was also uh, previous winners of How to Poo on a Date, The Lover's Guide to Toilet Etiquette. Okay. Wow, I should have wrote that. I got some ideas. All right. Yeah, yeah. And then Too Naked for the Nazis was also on that list. Too Naked for the Nazis. Yeah. And, like, I'm not entirely sure what they win. I think it's just the, you know title of oddest book and then maybe they get some more sales out of it because of that title but honestly like i'm putting in amazon orders right now for this how to poop on a date book i mean yeah this is just great publicity okay so let's go through here the finalists there's six Mm -hmm. finalists the slaughter of farmed animals oh okay okay um (laughs) i don't know if i have the list in front of me do you have more yeah Lawnmowers, an illustrated history. Oh, <laughs> just pictures of lawnmowers? Is that the book? Yeah, so <laughs> in this case, it's like the title of the book also tells you how dumb the book is. Uh, how to make love to a despot, an alternative foreign policy for the 21st century. Oh, then there's this one. Introducing the medieval ass. Introducing the medieval ass. It's just getting introduced right now. I think it is actually about donkeys. Yeah, um... Classical antiquity and heavy metal music. Great. And this is the one um, that is making headlines because it's actually a Canadian book. And I think this has got the real clear path to victory here. Mm. Uh, This one's called A Dog Pissing at the Edge of a Path, Animal Metaphors in an Eastern Indonesian Society. Oh, my gosh. Let's go, dog pissing. (laughs) Where do you vote for this? I guess on that website. Oh, yeah, thebookseller.com. You can go and cast your vote for that Canadian pick. How sweet. Now what do we do with these pumpkins that we all have on our porches? That's the big question every year is where's the best place to drop your pumpkin off? Do you want to know? I didn't even friggin' carve mine. I didn't either. I didn't get around to it. I was so unmotivated for Halloween. I didn't have a costume, but I did at one point go to a pumpkin patch and pick one up. So that was... The biggest thing I did for Halloween. And it was rotten. doing it now. It was right a week ago. So it's just been sitting rotten on my porch. And now we got to find a place to put it. I mean, the compost, right? Sure. Um, Which I'll probably end up doing. (laughs) Um, But there are fundraisers. Uh, This one in uh, Langford seems like a fun one. It's in the Cineplex parking lot. The firefighters, Mm -hmm. like, foundation. Uh, They get, like, the big ladder up. And they just, like, smash the pumpkins from high above. Oh, my God. Um, And then it raises money for a local charity. So this year, it's going to the Muscular Dystrophy Canada and the BC Professional Firefighters Burn Fund. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, right? I just want to get up on my own roof and smash, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I also love, uh, I heard today that someone with backyard chickens, I know that's kind of a common thing yeah. in Victoria, is uh, they'll take the pumpkins because the chickens like them. Right. And like, yeah, if you know a local farmer, they might like to treat their pigs and their cows to some pumpkins. That's what I've been reading about. I don't know anything about farming, but something to look into for sure. Every year in Victoria, though, 
the Mount Doug like uh, roadway, there's always old jack-o'-lanterns and, and pumpkins that kind of line that. I don't know if that's something that the city doesn't want or wants, but it's something that happens every year. So I know. I hope someone gets to eat those pumpkins when they're done. <laughs> pigs or whatever. They let a bunch of pigs loose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the other thing that's left over from Halloween. So much candy. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, just eat it, stupid. Yes, of course, I'm just eating it. Here's what happened, though. The trick-or-treaters at a certain point, right? Like, I went to Costco on Halloween and loaded up on way too many chocolate bars. Ooh. Full sizes. I got Ooh. fun sizes as well, okay? So at a certain point, it became clear no more trick-or-treaters are coming. So I opened it up to the people I was celebrating with. Okay, now you can have a chocolate bar. And then the next day, we like, we're picking away at the fun sizes, uh-huh. right? As we're all hungover. And then this morning, I went out into the front porch, and still there was an unopened <laughs> box of 20 full size candy bars. I will happily take those off your hands. So, aside from feeding my own little farm piglet here, Jenny, <laughs> what's a good thing to do? Is there like a good spot to, like, I don't know, donate, can I donate these things? Maybe like a youth center or something? I don't know. It's election day in the United States. Welcome to the Afternoon Zone's America Votes 2020 special coverage. We've got everything you need to stay informed. Up to the minute results as they happen. Analysis. Pundits. Big map with colors. Interviews with nerds. Leftover Halloween candy. Hot tweets. Spicy beats. Elderly men. Someone cries. Juggling. Cat videos. A ghost. Pointing. Complicated math. Adult children. Pizza break. Struggling. A giraffe's pretty eyelashes. The word historic. An old steamer trunk. Sadness. But also hope. But mostly sadness. Yes, very sad. I feel like it's very on brand for you and I, Jen, to still be talking about Halloween stuff on <laughs> November the 3rd. I think that's hilarious. I know we were doing our uh, initial Halloween jokes, I think, back in August or so. So this tracks that we're going <laughs> to talk about some more Halloween stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would talk about Halloween every single day of the year if people <laughs> were OK with that. But, you know, we could get some complaints. Do you reckon? I think so. Imagine Christmas Day, we're just on the radio being like, the best thing about Halloween is the candy. Okay. Uh, Some really, no, these are some cool stories that I had never been aware of before that came to light this Halloween. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of the mundane Halloween costumes in Japan? This is incredible. This is the sort of effort I think people were willing to put in this year. Pretty minimal effort Halloween costumes. Just very mundane scenarios. Like, for example, a person going to work on a windy day and the guy just has a tie that's just always in his face. Right. Um, There's also a Zoom background error. Just involves some... uh, Nice makeup on your face. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, My favorite one, and your favorite one too, was... A woman looking for a seat at a food court. And she's just holding a tray and just looking around. That's it. She's got kind of like a consternation on her face. (laughs) Tray full of food court food. Just where to sit. And a person forgetting to close their backpack. And just walking around with their backpack. So, you said you didn't dress up this Halloween. But I say, you did. You were frustrated host (laughs) cooking steak for ingrates. That's right. The other thing I absolutely loved from around the world was maybe you've seen this clip going around of uh, a governor from Italy, uh, from Campania. Oh, my paisans in the old country. Mm -hmm. This one guy was 
ragging so hard on Halloween. He was putting in COVID restrictions, but he took the opportunity to also just talk a bunch of guff about Halloween. Halloween is this immense idiocy, this immense stupid American extravagance that we have imported into our country. That's it. Halloween is a monument to imbecility. Well, since we have to face the reality and since I feel that people are already getting ready to have parties, everything will be closed on Halloween from 10 o'clock and there will be a curfew. Yeah, I think that's more about him hating Halloween than having anything to do with COVID. But yeah, I, that's I love it. I love it as a Halloween celebrator. It's a celebration of my own imbecility <laughs> or whatever. And also, I wish this guy would have had a word with a few of the people on Granville Street over the weekend. <laughs> yes. Oh, there have been some passive aggressive notes happening around Victoria. Mm. Um, one <laughs> note was actually written on like a Czech news <laughs> notepad. I know. I felt so bad for like, the people who work at Czech News. It's like, don't put your snobbery on this Czech News thing. Yeah, so... They don't no- endorse this message. <laughs> they do not, unless maybe it was a Czech employee. I don't know. Uh, well. We don't know who it was. It was anonymous. So it says, hello, you moved into a well-cared-for neighborhood. Please have your lawn cut. Thank you. Wow. How do you know if your neighborhood is well cared for? Does it need like a badge of approval? Like this is well cared for. Do you have a strata? For neighborhoods? No. No, you don't. Oh, God, I'm so torn on this because obviously, come on, that's very snobby, this rude and passive aggressive and bad. You also don't know what that person is going through. Maybe they are unable to mow their lawn. Right. Physically. On the other hand... Yeah, you just keep your lawn tidy. Keep that. Uh, keep keep your yard. Keep your yard tidy. Oh, really? Yes. So, would you be frustrated if you on your street, the the house that you bought, uh-huh. someone had like a really unkept yard? Yeah, I think that I would like to a certain level. I mean, like, look, if the the lawn's a little longer than I would keep it, get out of my face. Like, don't bother me with that. But yeah, I don't know. It does. It bums me out. And it doesn't matter what neighborhood it's in. Hmm. But when you get a lawn that's just like completely uncared for, there's a bunch of garbage all strewn about. Like, it's hard to come down on people who are living like that because something's up, right? Maybe there's a hoarder situation. Something's not right. Maybe they're physically unable, like you say. Okay. But I do feel like, yeah, it's not just for you. Your yard is kind of for everybody in the whole neighborhood, don't you think? Uh no, I mean, I just wouldn't put make it my business <laughs> if I didn't like what was going on on their house. If they painted a house a certain color that I didn't like, mm. I'd just be like, okay, that's their decision. They bought that land and that's theirs. It's kind of like making comments on someone's personal appearance, right? It's like, oh, this person has really messy hair. I'm going to go tell them that they should brush their hair once in a while because it's inconvenient for me to look at them. You know, it's the same thing, I think, in my eyes. I also am coming That's from a That's compassionate pl- <laughs> of you. That's <laughs> compassionate. I like that you're taking this side because I, I agree, you're right. But also, get your hair cut. But I'm also coming from the side where if I ever bought a house, I, I don't know if I would ever mow my lawn because I hate mowing the lawn. <laughs> Oh my God. So I'm coming from the side like that could easily be me one day. Now, what I think would have been good in this situation. Okay. Be like, if you pay me $20, I will mow your lawn because it's 
thing that I want to do. Yeah, that's because you're always hustling <laughs> when looking for those dollar bills, Jenny. <laughs> We're trying to be cool because it's all election results coming in from the United States. Yeah. Just being cool now. Yeah, there's like a level of anxiety today. Oh. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's kind of feeling it, uh, especially the listeners down south. All the best. Wishing yes, you the best. Wishing you luck. Wish Glad you- that we're just your neighbor right now yes. and not actually involved in what's happening in the house. Love you. Make Love good choices. Um, see you soon. Um, okay. Okay. Let's talk about something else then. Let's talk about something that's let's happening something here else. in Victoria. This is a great story. Okay. There was a little mini story about some youths who decided to go for a 3 a.m. dip on Halloween. And it was at the Oak Bay Beach Hotel. I have to say... That is my favorite pool in the entire city. It's so so beautiful. I just want to be in the water near the water, but not actually in the ocean, you know? And it's warm. (laughs) Even the pool is so warm. And I think it's salt water in that pool, too. Yeah, like minerals in there, too. And they'll bring you treats. Like, ooh, I got a little, uh, what's that uh, thing where meats and cheeses? Uh, charcuterie. Oh, they'll bring you charcuterie and some champagne or whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's lovely. But the, the thing you didn't mention, though, Jen, is that mm-hmm. these youths were not registered guests of the hotel, and they got fined $115. They did a little trespass, which is on Halloween. Now, I'm having trouble with this story <laughs> okay. because I have been told before, uh, hey, you can't go on the radio and say that things that are illegal are cool. <laughs> And you're having trouble with that right now. I'm having trouble <laughs> because I'm like, I want to go swimming in the nicest pool on a full moon Halloween at oh, three in the morning too. I want to do that. Uh, I, I, I can jump a fence. You might not know what to look at me, but I could get a good running start and jump a fence. And I've only split like a few pairs of pants doing it. But no, you're not allowed. That's not okay. Not allowed. But I mean, $115. I would pay two hundred. It's about a room's worth oh. at Oak Bay Hotel. So that's what they should have done. If they were each got a hundred and fifty dollar fine, mm-hmm. they could have paid probably that much, got a, a room for the night, and then you could swim there, there legally. That's the way to do it, and you get a nice king size bed to sleep on. I'll think about it. <laughs> A very popular idea online right now is the Emotional Support Canadian. Yeah, and we both would very much like to offer our services as that. And we'll even take it a step further right now. We're going to actually lead you in a calming, guided meditation. Okay, so everyone grab your Tim Hortons and a shot of maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) And just breathe in. And out. Let this gentle tone just wash the stress and doom scrolling off your mind. Mm. Paul, did you choose this music? Mm-hmm, yeah. Isn't this from that like super terrifying scene in Hereditary, like one of the scariest movies of all time? Yeah, that's right, but... Uh even the idea of being inhabited by demons right now seems like kind of like a gentle baby step in a more calm direction. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. What in your mind would be the most watched YouTube video, if you could guess? Uh, we got Gangnam Style. Oh, yeah. Um, Despacito did quite well. I think like just any cat video could be up there as well. People Should love cats there, on yeah. the internet. Uh-huh. Well, Despacito, not 
the most uh, watched YouTube video, it's Baby Shark. Oh, really? Of course, because it's probably just on repeat in a lot of people's homes because children just love it. Surpassing 7.044 billion views is Baby Shark. Oh, my gosh. The thing I want to ask parents is like, yeah, I get it. You put Baby Shark on once and then your child spends the rest of their adolescence screaming and tugging on you to put Baby Shark back on. Mm -hmm. Why do you do it the first time? (laughs) Why do you do that to yourself? That's your that's your choice mm. to put on Baby Shark. Oh. Or do you think they hear it other places? I the think kids all go to the day. kids know about it. And they right. probably, you know, ask their kid, their parents to play it all the time. Right. I will say I've actually never seen the video for Baby Shark, so I'm, I'm going to watch it and get back to you with, like, an honest review about it. Okay, let's take a quick break. Okay. Commercials, <laughs> and then Jenny's review of Baby Shark. <laughs> okay. What? There is so much more to that song than I first anticipated. Baby Shark? Baby Shark. There's not just Baby Shark. There's Grandpa and Grandma in there, too. Oh, you that caught you off guard, did it? activities like hunting. I can see why people are into this. <laughs> I want to watch it again. Oh, this is how it happens. Mark Adams is going to come in here and do a news update for us on uh, very wild news time right now. Here's some interesting thing, though, Jen. I think a lot of us, no matter what, how matter how uh, paying attention you are to the election in the States, you've seen that map, right? That map, 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 the Electoral College map, right? Yeah. Here's another map I saw by state. Kangaroo ownership legality. Okay. Okay, in Wisconsin, West Virginia, and South Carolina, you can own a kangaroo without a permit. Why? Where are you getting that? Why do you have that? Washington, Idaho, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, and a few others, you need a permit. What? And then in the other ones, it's illegal. So you could just, like, have a kangaroo hopping around your home? Illinois, home Ohio, Pennsylvania, and I think that's Maine and New Jersey. Sure, you can have a kangaroo, but you got to get a permit first. Wow. This should have been one of the big voting topics in this year's election. Yeah, because here I am living in my <laughs> Wyoming, big sky country and beautiful mm. wide open spaces, and I can't have a kangaroo mm. even if I stand in line at the DMV? Wow. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> That's so why you got to vote. <laughs> And in Canada, we have very, very strict regulations. British Columbia actually strictest of all uh, for exotic pets like that. So uh, you cannot have a kangaroo as a pet in Canada. If you want, though, uh, sugar, you get a sugar glider, another Australian marsupial. Uh, and but, apparently there is a kangaroo farm just over outside of Vancouver. So ah. I don't know what they're doing. If you can't have them as pets, is that for meat? No. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've heard that kangaroo meat has been in, like, dog food and stuff. But sure. But I think this is for, like, seeing them. You can get jerky as well. I feel weird about all of this. Quarter so you're is- saying my website of Adopt-A-Roo is not a good idea. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Not in BC, unfortunately. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> it's that time of the year where poppies are popping up all over the place. And I really was heartened to read this story uh, from Czech News today. They say that uh, volunteers with the Victoria Poppy Fund are very optimistic about fundraising, even despite the pandemic this year. Yeah, I think everyone is a little bit on edge, just you know, wondering if there is going to be enough donations. But they are optimistic because they've put in new like kind of protocols in place for people mm-hmm. to be able to donate. And this is super important every year because all the money that
that is from the poppy funds it goes to trauma counseling guide dogs and just a whole bunch of different other uh, valuable you know services for these people who mm-hmm. risk their lives mm-hmm. and um now we're like okay well we're not doing like in-person poppy fund fundraisers or anything like that so and cat like cash has pretty much gone away no one's right? carrying dirty money with them anymore but yeah we reported on this a while ago that they've actually rolled out these like tap enabled poppy dispensing machines mm-hmm. that should be popping up at uh, i keep saying popping uh, <laughs> yeah. that keep popping up at or that will be popping up at uh, coffee shops and the various places around town that you're used to last year or, or every year, rather, mm-hmm. the Victoria Fund brings in $200,000. Wow. That, in Victoria alone, like, mm. that is really a good amount of money to help with these valuable services. Yeah, so just make sure you, you find a way that you can still donate. They have given a lot of options for us. Um, also, on Remembrance Day, BC Transit has announced that they're going to be providing free transit for all current or former members of the military in Victoria and in Cowichan as well. So you just have to... Um, have a little piece of ID and then you're on for free. You know, it was one really lovely thing is last night when we were watching all the election coverage, I was watching Canadian coverage mm-hmm. and everyone had a poppy on. Oh, lovely. It's a very, very Canadian news anchor and reporter thing. Like mm-hmm. November 1st, everyone's rocking the poppy. And last night as a reporting on, you know, our neighbors and all this contention that's going on down there. And then you just saw that poppy and all the reporters and was like, oh, I feel Good about the country that I live in again. Mm -hmm. This this is nice. This is bad news because I have been snacking a lot lately, especially on chips. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miss Vicky's, they had a big recall because I guess there were pieces of glass in some of the bags of chips. And they actually had one person report like an actual injury because they were eating a bag of chips and got some glass. Jeez. Which is no good at all. Um, So, yeah, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency is like, okay, we're just going to pull them uh, from the shelves where it applies. Uh, the obvious joke that everyone was making online is that, like, how could you tell the difference? Is the Miss Vicky's kettle chips are so hard. It's like biting glass anyway. Honestly, yeah. That's why I avoid <laughs> Miss Vicky's because it hurts my mouth so bad. I've had blood in my mouth from eating them because they're so sharp. Are you serious? Yeah, they're a hard chip. They're really, really hard. Um, I do love, like, a kettle chip because that's what they are. They're a type of kettle chip. But what is the other one? Actual kettle chips? Kettle Those brand. ones are well, my favorite. That's why, you know, yeah, I really like some Miss Vicky's, like the Applewood smoked and barbecue. Ooh, and I think the classic is just salt and vinegar Miss Vicky's. Yeah, and the Oof. salt and vinegar's are real very, good. Very, very good. very tasty as well. So, but here's the thing. The recall is not actually in British Columbia. This oh. was like Ontario and east of that. Oh, okay. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Kettle. It's about the kettle chip. Don't you think that's a BC thing? We're mm-hmm. kettle country here. Mm. Kettle brand kettle chips. Those flavors. Oh, God, my mouth's just watering. <laughs> the like, oh, every, the backyard barbecue is so good. Oh, the that, cheddar. Like, honey Dijon one. Honey Dijon is so good. The like, there's like a bacon one, maple bacon. And with every other chip brand, I'd be like, maple bacon. I could eat maybe like one of those. And yeah. then I'd be like, this is novelty and not good. Kettle figures it out where you can crush a whole bag, mm. be up all night with terrible indigestion for some reason. It gives you <laughs> awful gut rot, but the flavor is perfect. Um, someone texted in the, the most perfect joke. Now that's what I call sharp cheddar. What's your name texted to us? That was incredible. Yeah, you deserve a 
recognition. <laughs> yeah, someone texted in here that uh, Thunder Crunch was the best. Whatever happened to Thunder Crunch? I don't even know what Thunder Crunch is. I know, you're so little. I'm just a little baby. You don't know about Thunder Crunch. <laughs> I'm just researching it now. There's like a hardcore Reddit thread about like conspiracy theories, like fun, fun and on. <laughs> like, where did Thunder Crunch go? So I'll, I'll get deep into this rabbit hole Please. and get back to you. Yeah, have fun in that one. We did a little research about Thunder Crunch chips, which are a staple here in BC for a while in the 80s, 90s. You don't remember them, right? Uh, nah, I don't. Apparently people get a lot of fond memories of Thunder Crunch chips and they seem to have disappeared all from stores. What happened was those were bought up by the larger, more eastern province-owned Dutch, old Dutch chips. Old Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of the Thunder Crunch brand of chips, they kept making them, same flavors and everything. They just rebranded them as Dutch Crunch. Dutch Crunch. So if you want that classic nostalgic taste of Thunder Crunch. Yeah. Look for the Dutch Crunch. Okay, is that just a regular chip? It's just a little bit more crunchy, like a like a kettle chip sort of thing? I believe so, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I have no recollection of that at all. I don't remember, yeah, being like crazy for Thunder Crunch, but mm-hmm. yeah, they were out there. I huh, remember that. I like the name. Thunder Crunch. Yeah. Is that what their advertising was like? I don't recall. Adorable story. A bear cub was caught attempting to cross from Canada into the U.S. right at a border crossing in northern B.C. Now you may be thinking, oh, that's so cute. This bear is going over to the States to offer himself up as an emotional support Canadian. Yeah, but we regret to inform you now that actually the bear was smuggling drugs. Ah, keister the bear over here. What a story. Love it so much Mm -hmm. that a bear cub was caught attempting to cross the U.S.-Canada border in northern B.C. We're thinking this is a Canadian bear who was trying to get into Alaska, which is like, heads up, dude. Everyone's trying to come the other way. Are you sure you want to do this? But then we were thinking, you know, maybe it's offering its service as an emotional support Canadian, which is very cute and nice, but you don't want to cuddle a baby cub. No. Because mama will get you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's actually, it's pretty adorable, the photos that are are posted uh, online on like the CBC website. It's like a tiny little baby cub and it's actually at like the crossing like the building at the border crossing not just like trying to (laughs) jump over a fence or something like that no it's like going the proper way unfortunately though the um bear didn't have any papers or identification on it so couldn't get through great great stuff yeah this is from the post (laughs) from the canada border (laughs) services agency the small female black bear cub sought entry for essential reasons but had no travel documents Adorable. So funny. So cute. The reasons are believed to be uh, food, likely berries. They're trying to put on weight. It's almost like hibernation time. So I guess there's more berries over in Alaska. Oh, my goodness. What a sweet angel baby. Yeah. This is exactly what we needed right now. It's just a little distraction. And yeah. Yeah, a little bear trying to get into the States. And happy ending to uh, the cub was eventually, it was really like a little tricky, tricky mm-hmm. bear. So it was tough to catch, but they did catch it. It was taken to a wildlife shelter for nourishment and care for the winter. I was wondering if it went to jail or to a wildlife center. So I'm happy to hear that it went there. Yeah. It's being taken care of <laughs> instead of in bear jail. Last night I went up to Mount Doug to go see all the Halloween pumpkins mm-hmm. that people put there. And mm-hmm. I saw people like placing them there. And I had to say, I wasn't expecting much from it. 
you know, I was expecting to see the pumpkins and be like, that's cool, let's move on. Yeah. But it gave me a really nice feeling of community because really? I feel like we're kind of, you know, missing that right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you really have to dig for that sort of feeling where everyone kind of comes together. But just seeing the pumpkins all together was like, oh, everyone has been here and does this every year. And it's just like a nice tradition that we have here in Victoria. I love that. It's a very, like, unique thing to a city of this size. I think yeah. it's like a very... I'm sure other towns do similar things, but it's like big towns don't do this. Little towns, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, it's such a nice little thing of this vibe. Yeah, and uh, they do a similar thing in Colwood as well, where they put their pumpkins on display at Veterans Memorial Parkway. And the mayor, uh, Rob Martin, says like they are so happy that they're doing this. They're so happy that there is a sense of community and they're happy to pick up all the pumpkins at the end. Because I was wondering about that. Who comes by and like, do they just leave them to decompose, like to compost or whatever? But no, someone actually comes by, gets paid to pick them up and put them in the compost, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know would be good too is like donate them out to I don't know farmers, farmers or yeah that, like yeah. pigs probably want to eat them I know chickens like them totally yeah that'd be really good well how mm. good everybody I know let's keep that tradition up because it is adorable everything orange is good right now <laughs> most <What>? things <laughs> I meant the leaves okay nature based me nature based <laughs> As they continue to uh, count votes in the United States, which is just like going and going and going, there was one update. There was one update that Kanye is no longer in the race to become president. He Um, called it on election, like... Day. Yeah, he called it, but he did post that he is looking to run in 2024. So it's not the end of Kanye for president. The tweet, and I think this is the most perfect tweet, was, WELP, all caps, (laughs) W-E-L-P, WELP, Kanye 2024. (laughs) He didn't put a question mark at the end of it, but that was the vibe for sure, especially when when you hit a hard WELP like that. And I think honestly, like... If Kanye can do that about the presidency, make sure you mix Welp into your own life, you know what I mean? No matter how things bad are. <laughs> Welp uh, it. Welp it, yeah. Welp! Yeah. Court date today. Oh, the divorce is going quite well. Welp! <laughs> Twitter and the internet in general really popping off today with a bunch mm. of uh, U.S. election stuff. But I was heartened to see something else going on on Twitter. Trending in Canada, and no one seems to know why. Ten and a half thousand tweets going right now. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Just they don't have like a like a new product or nah, anything. They nah, just nah, people nah. are just loving it. No one no one seems to know why this is trending. It's just a big cinnamon toast crunch appreciation. I'm gonna say it. It's my favorite cereal of all time. It is so good. <sighs> the official Twitter of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which, as you might imagine, because it's trending, getting a lot of play right now. Yeah. Their bio is the greatest cereal of all time. There you go. They know it. They know. I'm not going to fight with that. No. Name one better cereal. I like Captain Crunch. Not better than Cinnamon Toast Crunch, though. Not better than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. If you added, if it was Captain Cinnamon Toast Crunch, then maybe it would have...
the number one rank, but it doesn't. Apple Jacks are pretty good, but I think they like changed the recipe lately, and it hasn't been as uh, as tasty as I remember it as a kid. There are some other variations of Cinnamon Toast Crunch going around, so mm. like people are sharing pictures of Cinnamon Toast Crunch churros. If you, yeah. in a blind taste test, could tell the difference between regular and churro Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'll give you a million dollars. My sister bought that the other day. We lived together, and uh, it's the same. It's just a, it's a tube instead of a... Oh, it's a tube? <laughs> it's just a little tuby guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, it tastes That's the exact ridiculous. same, but it's, yeah, in the shape of a little mini churro. There is also, for I think this is like a Christmas thing. Keep an yeah. eye out for this. Hmm? Sugar cookie toast crunch. Oh, I don't know if that's going to be as good. Well, it's not French toast crunch. Have you tried that? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, I'm here for it all. But also, when are you supposed to eat this? For breakfast? I'm, Lunch I, and dinner. How are you supposed to have a big bowl of sugar cereal like this for, <laughs> and start your day on a healthy foot like this? Well, my favorite thing about cereal is that now they know that they're just like a snack food. Oh, really? And as an adult, you can eat it whenever you want. And that's what's great about being an adult. Well, it's time to start thinking about Christmas now. Oh, no. Here, I'm going to read to you a tweet from Mark and Spencer, which I'm not really familiar with, but I guess they're like a, a food and fashion and home inspiration uh, brand in the States. Uh, here's the tweet. It says, who wants a bite of Santa's yum nut? <laughs> no. Our yum yum donut <laughs> hybrids. Sorry. I know what a donut is. What are you talking about? What's a hybrid? What's a yum yum? Wait, what's a yum nut? <laughs> well, a yum nut, I guess, is a mix between a donut and a yum yum, but... Why is Santa got to be involved with the yum nuts? Our yum yum donut hybrids have been given a Christmassy makeover with delicious flaky pastry layers and a sweet Santa's belt topping. <laughs> so this thing is... Uh, I don't know what a yum yum is, but I think that this is like a mix between a donut and maybe like a croissant. Like or a cronut? It's like a cronut, yeah. <sighs> and then on top of it, they've put literally the icing looks like Santa's crotch. So. Who wants a bite of Santa's yum nut? <laughs> <laughs> no one. I mean, it does look delicious. I do love croissants. I do love donuts, but I f I'm feeling for Santa. This is a disgrace. I know people who, the day after Halloween, put their Christmas tree up. God bless. God bless Whatever them. Whatever gets you through the night. But this is getting me thinking, well, I don't know about the yum nuts. They don't really have yeah. anything to do with it. But sure. thinking about Santa and what he's going to do, you know, when uh, Christmas rolls around. Okay. How we're going to be able to take our awkward photos with Santa. Are they just going to be exceptionally more awkward because we're now sitting on a bench that's two meters long? Oh, or like a plexiglass through the center of the throne. Or maybe Santa himself will be in a plexiglass cube and you can just like touch the cube and touch hands through the plexiglass. <sighs> Is there a reason why Santa couldn't be wearing one of those, like, full space helmets that you see oh, online? Oh, yeah. Santa in space pictures. Okay. Did you know, here's the thing, I read this, that this is legit. There was a bunch of leaks from the United States Coronavirus Task Force, mm -hmm. their, like, plans and whatever that didn't go through, but they were saying that, this is legit, they were m going to make sure that if there was a vaccine ready in time, that one of the top priority people who gets... This vaccine, mm -hmm. Mall Santa. 
Santa! Santa. Oh, good. We have to look out for Santa, you know? He's older in age and everything, too, right? Oh, that's right? true, too. Yeah, he's at least and, like a couple uh, hundred years old. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's good. I don't know if that's true. It definitely sounds like some sort of conspiracy thing that you're talking about. Oh. But, I mean, I'm all for making sure that Santa gets vaccinated. Well, I want some bite of Santa's yum nut. So this huge... Space has just been sitting empty, I guess, for a few years now since Sears closed at Hillside Mall. Mm -hmm. And it's official that Walmart is going to be moving in. They're doing a bunch of renovations right now inside and out, and it should be open, they're thinking 2022. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I mean, like, what other retailers have got the, you know, take up the space to be a big, uh, like, cornerstone of a mall like that? I get it. Walmart is going to do well wherever it ends up. Mm. Um, But yeah, just the thought of that space just sitting empty for a long time, it gives me real spooky vibes. Like, have Mm. you ever seen some of, like, the abandoned malls in the United States? There's, like, thousands of them. Really? Super creepy. The images of them just, like, abandoned. No one's in there. Stores are empty. There's just, like, trees growing inside now. It's wild. Trees growing inside yeah, now? Well, like vines and stuff like that, yeah. Birds and like stuff too? nature Rats is taking all... over. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's I'm wild imagining and like spooky. a waterfall. Did you ever watch that show, Today's Special? No. It was like a classic Canadian kids show. Oh. Guaranteed, for anyone who knows that show, yeah, certainly, the mannequins are coming to life and having adventures with puppets. <laughs> In that Sears, like as we speak. <laughs> and they have been, and they shall be until 2022. I was downtown the other day and I was uh, turning the corner at that Ming's restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And I was looking at all the buildings going up down there. It's really wild. Some of the new uh, condo buildings are really changing the skyline and the shape of our town. You know, it's kind of neat the way so many places are going up. And there at Wings at that corner, I was like... When is something happening with this? Because yeah. this seems like, you know, the restaurant's not there anymore. Right. What will it turn into? Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I guess it's going to be a development, which makes so, sense. Now we know. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Ming's before? I have, but it's been so long. I know people like are flooded with memories of Ming's restaurant. But. Yeah. I went in there accidentally one time. <laughs> I, I had a gift certificate to Wings. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was you who was offered to? And I felt so bad because I'm like, oh, I always see what I thought was Wings. It was Mings. And I I walk in and I'm like, oh, like, oh, are you guys closing down? Like, oh, sorry. It was like kind of late. And they're like, oh, you know what? No, it's okay. You come in and we'll seat you anyway. And they were so nice. Mm -hmm. I walk in, there's little like budgies on the side, Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. They're little like little pets and stuff. And uh, the the food was really good. And then... um, I pull out my gift certificate. They're like, that's for Wings, not Mings. And I was like, oh, no. So I tipped them, like, so much, just, like, feeling so bad that they kept it open for me and my gift certificate that wasn't even for there. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I've heard of a few people have traditions of, like, going there for, like, duck meals with friends and stuff like that, too. But, yeah, it's such a cool location and such a cool building, so... I mean, it's too bad that they had to close down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what pops up there. I know. I like my, I just finger crossed everything. Like, okay, we got, you know, more housing going in there. That's, I think, a good thing. Hmm. But how wonderful if, like, on the ground floor, if nothing else, like maybe a statue, maybe something, you know what I mean? A plaque, something. <laughs> yeah. There once was a place called Ming's here. <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 913 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. 
Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.